Good afternoon. <laughs> what up? What up? How you doing, bro? I'm doing great, brother. My brother in uh, Zoom. How are you doing? My brother in pod. Um, I'm doing great, man. I'm just wrestling with some issues internally. And, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, not in the best mind space right now to pod with you. But I figured maybe you can coach me through this. Like, you know, be my therapist. And hopefully we can, you know, get some energy in this podcast. Oh, yeah, we're going to flip your morale right around, Eric. But do tell, what what is the uh, tribulation <laughs> that you are encountering? Is it, um, do you not know what to eat for lunch? Are you struggling to select your pronouns? Is this, <laughs> what what way will you, what what Apple products should you purchase next? What What is the mm-hmm. issue here? Well, I've confidently selected my we them boys pronouns, but nobody is respecting them. So I don't know what to do about that. Um just kidding. I actually have two very coveted Drake tickets in my cart right now. And the, the clock is ticking high. I have maybe five minutes until they time out. I don't know. Oh, shit. Um, there's no timer on this on this web page. But I'm just going to assume that when I click place order, it's not going to work. But wow. I've been kind of grappling with this like all day. Because I've kind of like realized that since the concert moved from yesterday to tomorrow, that means that there's a new chance to get tickets for a normal price. And I have two and I'm still, re- I'm still like second guessing myself now that I've like, you don't, you don't have, I've, two. you have two in a car. <laughs> that's right. I have two, one click away. And I mean, now that I've like gotten the dopamine hit of securing the tickets, they're mm-hmm. currently they're mine. You know what I mean? I just need to click like, pay <laughs> right right it's kind of like reserving a table at a restaurant you've reserved these tickets you just need to have the meal and pay pay for the dinner <laughs> exactly. does Ticketmaster ask taken you for 18 tip <laughs> they are taking well more than 18 percent, but um yeah i've taken a bite of the complimentary bread and now they're like oh you're locked in buddy you can't go anywhere until you have your meal so hell yeah but okay I'm so we, we're on a still yeah, no, that makes sense. You and you were running out of time because surely the Ticketmaster webpage is going to time out before you can cop these coveted Drake tickets. I do think we need to back up a little bit for the listeners if we have time before they this thing uh, breaks <laughs> uh, to just talk about like what's going on here and what's happening with the, <laughs> the concert scene of Aubrey Drake Graham. Yeah, what's going on here? Um, well, guys, I mean, what is there? What else is there to say, Ty? The six god is in town. He's he's literally in town as we speak, which is pretty funny. Yes, he's um, graced Vancouver, home of Think Fresh podcast, with his mm-hmm. presence. He was supposed yeah. to perform Toronto. a concert last night. Yeah, yeah. Toronto is all about Drake, Vancouver. It's all about Think Fresh. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. coming in our home turf, and he didn't even yeah. comp us tickets. I can't believe that, honestly. Dude, you come into the six 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 inch, and you want to met. Eric is the boy of Vancouver. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That's hence the pronouns, Ty. We them boys. We them boys. So, okay. So he had a concert last night. Psych. He didn't. He canceled it one hour before the show. Drake cancels it. We got the hype beasts in line outside of Rogers Arena <laughs> when they find it. I was watching TikToks of just like guys booing and complaining at the, the staff of the arena because Drake pulled the plug. 
Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, do you know why it happened? I know why it happened. Do you know why? Please tell us. Uh, it was some true jumbo shit, jumbotron <laughs> shit popping. <laughs> Damn, really? Did the screen break? Did the screen land on uh, Ovio Nico, just like that Chinese boy band? Do you see that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but that's a really esoteric <laughs> reference. The What Damn. I'm talking about is the Jumbotron in the arena got replaced this year, and the stadium setup, a.k.a. the giant statue of Virgil Abloh, probably didn't fit. So they had to quickly rework the stage and delay the concert 48 hours until they could get it repaired. Mm, interesting so i mean there's a show tonight as well so i guess that was a quick turnaround for them they just i guess so they put v facing the other way i guess i don't know Mm -hmm. don't turn your back on v um it's yeah it's kind of like (laughs) a square stadium round v uh Mm -hmm. type situation it just doesn't fit so mm-hmm. hopefully they resolved it. But this has created an opportunity for you, Eric, to actually catch one of the tickets be from potentially somebody who had to resell theirs because they uh, could only afford two nights at the Sheraton before they had to fly back <laughs> to Alberta. <laughs> I was literally going to say, some kid from Alberta had to give up his balcony row tickets because <laughs> um, he can't poor extend the stay at the Sheraton. That's really funny. Damn, poor guy. Yeah, as Drake says, you all stay at the Sheraton. That shit embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've got the backstory done, you have two tickets in your cart. We need to determine right now whether or not you pull the trigger on this before this expires. Let's talk through the pros and cons of this. As far as I can tell, they're still there. They could very well be gone, Ty. I don't even know. But they're currently showing as in stock. So let's just you know, continue with the pros and cons and we'll see what happens at the end. Okay. The most important factor here is cost. Tell me what you're, if you're comfortable revealing it live on air, what's, what's the total price we're looking at for these things? What's the bag? The bag is currently at $520 for two tickets, which is high. That's very steep tie considering that these are balcony tickets balcony tickets it's literally high you're at the very tip of the state you're licking the ceiling i know these are no longer nosebleeds tied these are literally like you need an oxygen tank to be able to breathe up here that's how high up they are damn that's really high okay but for two tickets that's not a terrible price at the end of the day for like considering inflation if we think of it about about 12 dollars a foot long that's about 43 44 foot longs (laughs) just to compare this and when you say it's only 44 lunches, that doesn't seem like that many lunches, does it? Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right, Ty. If I were to forego going to Subway once for once a week, for an, enti- an entire year, I would, I would have made my money back. Mm-hmm. So you could re-divert that fund to this <laughs> one night of experiencing a man sing to you, if you'd prefer that. <laughs> and that leads us into the next con. <laughs> this pros and cons list. Are you, as a man, really comfortable with having another man sing to you, Ty? Let's be honest. It's really tough. I, it's I'm really not, tough. It's really tough. <laughs> I feel like most of the live musicians I see are men, despite my uh, the, my mas- divine masculine aesthetic uh, <laughs> suggesting that like maybe that's not like aligned with like how I want to be perceived as a man who enjoys the the vocals of another man. Mm. Um, where I'm going with this is 
it's it's a toss up. <laughs> it's it's like the vegetable section, you know, you never know what you're going to get. And I don't I feel mm-hmm. like that's what this is kind of about. Mm-hmm. I mean, according to Apple Music Tie, I know exactly what I'm going to get because they released the set list and it's something I've like looked over a couple times since like pondering getting tickets. I'm like looking at it, I'm like do I really want to hear 21 Savage perform his solo music like for like five songs? Mm-hmm. Like, is that really something I want? Like, it's going to be 75% Drake. Um, but five 21 Savage songs are going to equal out to, like, 40 minutes. You know what I mean? Dude. I, I don't know if I really want that. Yeah. You can only stand in line for a Budweiser for so long before you're going to have to go in the stadium and listen <laughs> to them. That would be the perfect time to get a Budweiser. Like, as soon as 21 comes on stage, they do, like, one song off of Jumbotron shit popping. And then we move on to the Budweiser stage up on the, the third level. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, you're in luck, <laughs> though, because I don't think 21 is performing because I don't think he got into Canada. So I think Drake needs to backfill oh. that position. I've heard that Lil Yachty might be opening, which would be dope AF. And I that also saw... quite a lot. Yes. Yeah, that would be huge. Also, Flight Tracker, the app, <laughs> shout out to Flight Tracker, has seen... Travis Scott's airplane land in Vancouver two days ago. So that's some next level dick riding, bro. If you have a flight tracker app and you're like tracking um, the baby blue Virgil Abloh design 737, <laughs> Jared Drake, like, are you like, who does that shit, man? That's crazy. Yo, not me, man. I am just getting this shit fed to me via x.com. It's in the X feed. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, Twitter. if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Tweet, tweet. Formerly known as Twitter. So, yeah, apparently Travis is in the city as well. Um, why else would he come to beautiful Vancouver, Canada on the the eve of a Drake performance other than to grace mm-hmm. his presence on stage? Mm-hmm. It would be, <laughs> I mean, it would be almost like I'm going against God time if after... <laughs> the astroworld tragedy the first time i'm able to see travis i go like that'll be like spitting in god's face you know what i mean he's saying mm-hmm. like you might die but doesn't matter i'm there anyway yeah dude uh that maybe was god's plan all along <laughs> um Damn. i've seen so, i've seen travis perform too many times it's like i don't need to i don't need to see that again it's the same same thing every time i'm too old to like enjoy that but this you is know. the first opportunity that you could get to see sicko modes sicko mode perform live but both verses that's pretty exciting <laughs> yeah that is that is true i mean is it possible that travis also couldn't afford another night at the sheridan so he just dipped he's like you know what i was here for the monday show but now that that's done i'm out of here i'm gonna go to the keg in the l town yeah, probably. I was trying to figure out where Drake would possibly be turning up last night because the show got canceled. I was posted at Cactus Club Coal Harbor and I knew he walked by there uh, like 24 <laughs> hours prior. So I wasn't expecting him to be in that part of town, but I figured he would maybe be at a Yale Town club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's highly implausible. Last time Ty and I went to a Yale Town club, we saw a Drake lookalike that we both knew. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They do accurate in that area. Accurate days, baby. Um, through my, um, I guess, like ventures in the city last night, I did have, I, I was briefly in Yale Town and Parlor was popping off. So it's possible he could have been hanging out in that area. 
like people mm. spilling out into the streets busy. Mm, interesting. Yeah, Parlor is one of those places that gets pretty crazy, even on mm. Monday nights. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so where are we okay. at with, with the pros yeah. and cons? Cool. We, I think we have Dude, two cons cool. right now. Not two cons. It's okay, a man is... singing. Oh, three. Travis is performing, man singing, and it's expensive. Uh, yeah, I guess it is pretty expensive. <laughs> the pros. So far, what do we have? Sicko mode? I'm over that song, dude. I don't really care. I'm I'm on meltdown. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And that actually is the pro, Eric, is and these are your words, not mine. Drizzy Drake is at the height of his career. You're never gonna get better music from him than right now. Mm, that is true. I did use that line to get Ty to go with me, but Ty's busy now. Aww. Business is business. I'm a busy man. This guy's doing other shit. Um yeah okay so we got two pros three cons um no what else okay this is a tough one one on one side you're like you're participating in a cultural moment the zeitgeist you have uh these stories of this experience and like kind of the shared experience with other hype beasts to like Mm -hmm. carry you forward you can be a part of your future identity (laughs) so there's a bit of like cloud chasing that can happen there but Mm -hmm. the flip side of that eric is no one else is talking about this 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 uh concert no one else is talking about this tour like i don't i'm not hearing anyone who's been to a show being like yeah i went so it might not mm-hmm. have actual any cultural like ripples or anything mm-hmm. but since when do do concerts ever have any cultural ripples other than like taylor swift or i was gonna say eras tour bro yeah but that's even and like Woodstock. Gay, gayer, though. <laughs> and what about Woodstock? Woodstock? <laughs> uh, Coachella, maybe? Because <laughs> yeah, people the... will be like, oh, I went to Coachella in 2017. I'll be like, oh, damn, good year. <laughs> you know? Good year for Coachella, yeah. Or they saw the Frank flop. <laughs> yeah. They saw Flop Ocean. <laughs> flop Ocean. Wow. Um, ah, shit. I mean, you know, I'm like, I like to participate in the cultural dialogue i obviously i saw barbie mm-hmm. with you you saw barbie mm-hmm. twice uh mm-hmm. saw sloppenheimer mm-hmm. um this is a tough one ty i'm just thinking about back when my last concert at rogers arena was the cure and mm-hmm. that was 70 dollars. <laughs> a very very manageable price to like go and like not even enjoy it you know what i mean if you if you were to yeah. go and not enjoy it i wouldn't even like give a shit you're spending $70 on beers anyway. Oh, 100%. If you left me alone on a Saturday night at home, I'd spend more money than if I was... At, at least if I'm preoccupied at a show, I can't spend money on other things. I can't be mm-hmm. shopping online. I can't be page 34 of the Essence sale if I'm at, <laughs> at a concert. Mm-hmm. How is the private sale still going on? It's crazy. <laughs> Never ends. Um, yeah, but then, you know, 520 bucks. I have high expectations. Like, I need to see the Virgil statue pin someone in the head with the paper plane, you know? Like, I need to see some action. I need to see, mm-hmm. like, like, do I even want to see the any bras being thrown? Like, I don't even care about that anymore. I've, I've already seen that, like, 18 times on, on social media, you know? Yeah, we actually need, like, a new meme moment to be a part of to make that worthwhile. Like, for 500 mm-hmm. bucks, Drake has to, like, streak across the stage to get me to go... <laughs> Yeah. Do I like try to throw a flashlight at him or something from the balcony? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
if you, if you try to throw it at 21 Savage, you might like blow a gun and start spraying. You know, I mean, you don't want to throw mm-hmm. anything at that guy while he's performing. Yeah, dude. Uh, I would Imagine, I would stay uh, as far away from him as possible during the performance. I, I will be literally wait out in the Budweiser line. Mm-hmm. At, at Rogers Arena, it's like the only place you can throw things at an artist that is trying to perform and it end positively, right? Like if, if you mm-hmm. were to throw something at your sandwich artist while they're trying to perform on your sandwich, they would probably get really mad and cancel your sub. <laughs> That's true. Well, it depends on what you're throwing. What if you whipped ones out and made it rain like you're at uh, like patroning a different type of artistry then do you mm. think they would be happy or would they be concerned about cross-contamination of those dollar dollar bills in the uh, tuna 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 bin <laughs> that's a great question i don't know if they would take too, too kindly to that but who knows they might be um you know working multiple jobs and there might be like some overlap you know where in their other profession, throwing money would be considered a good thing, considered tipping, and they just kind of let that happen, you know? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I had this realization with artists, Eric, because you know how like in like the bear and shit, people are always like, yes, chef, thank you, chef. And the term chef is used um, as a symbol of respect within the kitchen. As a means of addressing each other, but that's the only. <laughs> here's here was my realization. I'm like, why is that the only occupation in the like culinary industry where that is okay to do? Because if you address any other like culinary employee by their title, it would probably be come across as actually disrespectful. If you were like, "Could I get some more water, server?" or "Show me to my table, <laughs> hostess," or another drink, <laughs> bartender. <laughs> take these away dishwasher you know it might it like kind of loses a little bit of its uh pizzazz it almost is almost like mm-hmm. sarcastic yeah mean? i don't i think very very few job titles allow for that you know what i mean like you can say like yes ceo <laughs> and like chief. that would be perceived well yes chief <laughs> thank you doctor yeah thanks yeah. doc yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Captain. Thank you, Mr. President. Mr. President, yeah. Yeah, that's there's a good some high-ranking jobs where that's actually a good thing. I think what you're noticing is, like, we like to pretend that we have respect for the dishwasher, but they don't even have respect for themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they like, need to own that title. Saying, just by saying their title, it's like you expose whether or not it's a good thing to have that job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a weird way, it makes it or like mm-hmm. address or dehumanizing them or like showing how we're like, oh, your life has little value by calling out the job that you have to give your life value. Sometimes kind you just ironic. need to say it out loud for you to like hear it back and be like, oh, that sounds stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I have a podcast, you know, things like I that. I have a podcast. Ooh, didn't like how that sounded. It's things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, oh, so cringy. Mm-hmm. So this all comes around, Eric, to the term artist typically perceived in the like liberal circles as a status word. Oh, you're an artist. You're an art- artiste. If you address your sandwich artist by artist, are th- is that offensive? Is that like the lowly dishwasher or janitor? Or is that hmm. um, like more of a, a symbol of pride? Hmm. Well, I think most artists would agree that the simple fact of them being employed as an artist 
is a win. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're making money creating art. That's like that's like already the goal of many artists, just to like make some money. So if you were to like say like uh you know what what bread? Herbs and cheese artist. Extra lettuce artist. Thank you, artist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they would be like into that. Because we can't call them chefs, you know? They are the boss of your sandwich until you until they hand it over to you. Um, but we can't call them chef. Hell no. I'm chef because I'm controlling the kitchen. <laughs> they should they should say that. Like uh, cheese and toasted chef. Like, mm, yes. I'm feeling cheese and toasted today. I that I love that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like extra tomatoes, some green peppers. They're like good choice, chef. I'm like. Yeah, dude. That's that's service 101 right there. Make the customer feel appreciated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're making good decisions. It's their sandwich after all. You get yeah, there's dude. no risk for the artist. This is the only reason that like all these falafel joints are able to survive because like you think like meat being circled by flies all day on a rotating (laughs) stick is going to bring customers in hell no no one wants that they just want to be called boss (laughs) exactly dude why does every single falafel place do the same thing Mm -hmm. i used to go for lunch (laughs) (laughs) i used to go for lunch at um this one place like near my work and they would always say sauce boss or hot sauce boss <laughs> and then i would just call him hot sauce boss you know and i'd, I'd like walk in and be like what's up hot sauce boss and he's like hey boss <laughs> and it was so awesome we just had like a great relationship and that's what every subway should be striving for dude i know Let's build that personal connection just call each other boss and then it doesn't <laughs> matter if the the vegetables are dog shit because you're not there for that you're there for the connection i'm there to be bossed up <laughs> honestly i don't even care if food is bad quality i don't care if it's made in unsanitary environments i just care about feeling fulfilled via my patronage oh dude let me tell you about unsanitary environments Ty. hit me <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell me about your bathroom <laughs> oh dude my bathroom is absolutely spotless because thanks to asop um however I just got back from Hong Kong on Friday and let me tell you, man, I think the biggest takeaway from consuming food there is you can't look around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're sitting down at a restaurant, you're eating, do not look at other tables. Do not look at the kitchen. Don't look at what anyone else is doing in the, in the building because you will immediately lose your appetite <laughs> like almost instantly, even if the food is banging. Right. right. I learned Maybe this very the early that- on. So what ty- type of activities are happening around you? Are, is like head chef sneezing <laughs> on the noodles or like... I wish head chef was heading, <laughs> giving some head to the noodles. Um, not even close, man. There is like some shit that you would never see in Canada. <laughs> like mm. if, so, if, if there was like an inspector, they would be shut down immediately because it just does not give the vibe of a clean... Uh, workstation like you might find at subway right right so there's like a little there's a bug crawling across the uh <laughs> table that they assemble the sandwich assembly table for her. i i remember there i went once when the sushi restaurant and the owner while she was taking my order had a fly swatter in her hand that was a bad <laughs> sign <laughs> damn that is a bad sign um, things like that like 
Yeah, literally. So, I mean, it's really common, Thai, for restaurants there to use buckets. There's always like buckets, like just hanging around, like on the floor, and like buckets filled with like uh, shredded lettuce and cheese, or like <laughs> what kind of buckets? Like the same bucket, um, like a painter might have, you know, to, like oh. or to carry like cement or something in <laughs> with those Dog like really bucket. sturdy thick buckets with like a handle like a metal handle that kind of like flips up and you get to carry it um mm-hmm. those types of industrial buckets and they're used for everything like you know when a table is finished eating and they have like a bunch of food scraps that gets tossed into a strainer which is then strained over a bucket <laughs> and like that's just like left in the alleyway so like if you're like seated somewhere in the alley, you'll be you can be seated next to one of these straining buckets. <laughs> <laughs> so they're separating the liquids from the solids. Presumably, they're going to use the liquids in some sort of forbidden smoothie, and the solids will be fed <laughs> to the alley dogs. Does that sound right? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, who knows? I didn't see a single stray dog, but I'm guessing the liquids gets like dumped down the drain, and then who knows what they do with the solids? Maybe that just gets tossed in the ocean. I'm not sure. Um, but I've also like, we literally walked up to this Michelin star restaurant. Okay. And before we were able to like get our name down, you see like the host carrying a bucket of like murky white water. And then she's Mm. like, hang on a sec. And then like walks to the alley, dumps the entire thing into the alley. And then just like comes back into the restaurant, comes back out and says like, Oh, for, for three. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's the most insane shit ever. And it's, like, not even, like, out of the ordinary. You know, you kind of just, like, you see it and you're just, like, oh, I can see, like, people getting used to this here. It's just, like, a normal way to, like, handle food. (laughs) But, like, us in our little cushy little North American lifestyle, we're not ready to handle that. I I don't know, man. I am ready to handle it. I don't care if there's bugs. I don't care if there's buckets. I... I just want the food to taste good and the atmosphere to be banging. Like mm-hmm. I feel like if it gets the um the cook, the artist closer to the food and makes a better meal, I'm all for it. Like I've never been sick from really eating out. I'm one of maybe a blessed few. I've gotten very mm-hmm. lucky. Um and maybe perhaps if I experience what others call food poisoning, which I don't think exists because it's never happened to me. And maybe I would feel differently, Eric, but Your food I don't think poisoning food poisoning is higher. real. Yeah. Dude, it's real as fuck, man. Listener of this pod will know. <laughs> Episode, let us pray. Um... <laughs> <laughs> wow, you remember the title. Yeah, I, I do. Um, yeah, dude. I don't know. I think um, I think one interesting thing about Hong Kong, the food scene there, is just the sheer amount of work that Michelin the, the the tire company is doing there. Um, they are single handedly providing foreigners with like like a green light to eat at places. You know what I mean? They're doing the Lord's work because if I see a restaurant on the Michelin Guide, um, that means like I won't die by eating there, or like I won't eat some like mysterious meat that might be illegal in some countries. You know? Right, right. You don't want to accidentally end up in a wet market type situation. Michelin stars already vetted that. <laughs> The French mm-hmm. are on the front line, moving in and determining what, whereas what is uh, sanitary enough for the Western palate. That's very nice of them. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
So I think I've almost gone the entire trip, Ty, without eating a non-Michelin meal the entire time. Like back to back. There's so wow. many there. Yeah, there's so many there that you can only eat Michelin meals and be totally satisfied. But does it satisfy your wallet? That's the real question. Yeah, that's actually the crazy thing. Like most of the places are really cheap. So like mm. I'll go and get like a dinner for two for like 10 or $20 and it'll be like on the Michelin guide. And like, wow, it just really so happens. Good. It just so happens that like the guy that works there has been like hand making noodles for like a hundred years, <laughs> you know? Mm. So he, it's like, he you would never know. Stars. He put the time oh, in the star. And Absolutely. he made it probably with no gloves on too. Hey, hell no. How many hell buckets no. are you using back there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, as many <laughs> as it takes. Okay. Yeah, this is so it. interesting. Because Subway obviously has buckets, but Subway follows strict sanitary um, th- like measures. Like they have a sneeze guard. They have their glove. <laughs> or up. so we think, though. You know, like sometimes the marinara is looking a little like crusty around the edges. Like there's like mm-hmm. a thin rim of foam <laughs> around the marinara sometimes. And I don't know if I can trust it every time. Yeah, dude, they need to make the marinara bucket like more like a little fountain to keep the top layer <laughs> circulating, prevent any one <laughs> particle of marinara from oxidizing too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like a waste management plant, you know, it mm-hmm. has to be constantly moving or else <laughs> it'll just solidify. <laughs> it's going to go sour real fast. Wow. And I would actually even say that it's the same thing for the tuna because the tuna will crust over. It will become like the earth's crust if you leave it for too long. It's like it's kind of like tuna and guacamole have a lot in common. You should both never order them at Subway. They're both the same <laughs> consistency and they both get a crusty brown layer on top if left to oxidize for too long. <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, in that scenario, Eric, I think they need to install a butter churning device in those buckets to keep it moving. I don't think <laughs> I don't think the the fountain approach is going to work as well because of the viscosity. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Or maybe the bucket can be like constantly doing the wave. You know, mm. all the all the sides of the bucket can be like just doing a pulsating movement, like a massage chair, maybe, and just kind of mm-hmm. like knead the tuna constantly all day. You can even market that like. 24-hour need tuna. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd have the fluffiest guacamole with that approach. Mm-hmm. Whipped guac. Whipped that could be guac. a new thing. Dude, I actually... Okay, I was at Cactus Club last night, and they were, they rebranded guacamole. <laughs> Hold on. Smashed, Hear me out. Don't say smashed avo. No, okay. So guacamole's already gone through one rebrand, and that was smashed avo. This is level two. They've taken it one step further. I'm just pulling up the name of it because I want to do it justice. Hear me out. Avocado dip. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't that sound more expensive? It sounds like it's 50-50 with mayo, if I'm being honest. That's what you'd think, but nope. It's just (laughs) avocado with cilantro and lime and a bit of chili oil. Mm -hmm. Do you think Drake walked by Cactus last night and he's like, got any of that avo dip? And they're like, sorry, we ran out. And he just left. Damn, Drake the type of guy to move on if they're they don't have what he wants to eat. Yeah, dude. Drake the Drake the kind of guy to ask for truffle fries. <laughs> uh, I'll pay three dollars for uh yam fries. Yeah. Hey, what, what what can I get with your uh Cajun chicken sandwich there, Drake? <laughs> truffle. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, where are we going with this? Um, Michelin star restaurants are nasty, or they're not nasty. <laughs> Agree. They're good, dude. They're, they're, they're a shining white light. See what I did mm-hmm. there? In a, mm-hmm. uh, in a dark, dingy city, which is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. The food there, amazing. But sometimes I'm seeking the comforts of a A-plus <laughs> cleanliness rating, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, this is crazy though. Like, if a sandwich artist t- like took the rubber off, you know, they went glove glove free, then they are operating either with the same like sensitivity to hygiene as a your average Hong Kong restaurant, or they're operating with the same sensitivity to hygiene as a like really fine North American. Michelin star restaurant because you know they're not gloved up at like the French laundry. So which category do they fall in? I think we both know which one they do and which one we want them to. But it's kind of weird though. Like you lose the gloves, you have to pick a side once the gloves come off. Once the gloves come off. Um honestly, I think it all comes down to the hygiene of the employee. <laughs> like mm-hmm. to be honest, if I'm at Subway, if I'm working at Subway, I'm probably not caring as much about my personal hygiene because there's so many layers of defense between my armpit and the customer. I have my branded green t-shirt. I have Mm -hmm. a black apron, you know, Mm -hmm. I have a sneeze guard and then I have the customer on the other side of that. There's no way they're going to smell me. And Mm -hmm. I even have a hairnet to protect my crusty dandruff filled hair from landing in Mm -hmm. the sub. Right. So all I have to worry about now is making sure that the tuna doesn't get a nice brown crust on top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same with the avo. And outside of that, I'm good. Right. Well, I think there's two risks that we have to worry about with the sandwich artist. One is like Franklin is popping zits in the back room before he comes out <laughs> and gloves up. And no. now like when he grabbed the gloves, he's got puss on his fingertips uh, so that gets translated to the outer end of the glove. So you have a little bit of cross-contamination on the outside of the glove simply from the t- the act of putting it on. Because you know mm-hmm. he's not washing his hands because he doesn't need to because he's getting gloved up. Mm, that's like There's fairly, a safety net. There's a bit, yeah, a bit of a safety net. So that's a bit of a low-risk situation, though, because most of the time the sandwich artist is busy enough that they don't have time to do any personal <laughs> hygiene like a chimpanzee in the back room. Mm-hmm. picking bugs mm-hmm. out of their hair uh, mm-hmm. but the, the very real risk eric is the mouth hole and nose hole on their face maybe even the eye hole while they're making the sandwich because they're bending right over that and they're looking down you're, you're one glob of drool a sneeze they say what bread a little too loud and a few specks <laughs> of saliva pop out yeah maybe they just finished their lunch so they're like still chewing their food and they're trying to talk to you at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. this is one of the few professions where I want them to have the same level of protection as like a doctor or a surgeon, you know, wear the mm-hmm. gloves, wear the apron, but also maybe a face shield, maybe a mask, like all mm-hmm. food prep people, especially if they're like directly in front of you, should be making all the effort to protect their mouth from your food. Yeah, I think I agree. Um because we want them to take the operation seriously, just like a doctor mm-hmm. would. Um, Unless you have like full sleeve tats, and then you can probably get away with not having one of those two things. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you, okay, and this is like <laughs> the thing is 
I think what we were both implying through this discussion was that the sandwich artist falls into the Hong Kong average restaurant category, <laughs> which is that like hygiene might be questionable. Um, but the sleeves tat changed everything. As soon as you got the sleeve tats, get rid of those gloves. Get, get rid mm-hmm. of the hairnet even. Hell, if mm-hmm. you're a chef with sleeve tats, you probably don't even have hair. I w- I, I'm imagining the chef is bald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or they probably have like, like a Caesar, <laughs> like a, a TikToker Caesar. haircut. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, unintended. But they'll have like you know some curly hair up top, shaved <laughs> sides, like nicely faded sides, sleeve tats, and then like the chef's shirt is like rolled up to the elbow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that means you're like you're a fucking four Michelin star chef, like ready to like go crazy in the kitchen. Hell yeah, dude. Your the second volume of your cookbook is published in hardcover. Shout out to Fade On. And mm-hmm. it's kind of funny that Caesar is a hairstyle because lettuce is slang for hair. Whoa. So you really got a Caesar salad up there. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that wow, I never thought of it that way. That is kind of whack. Yeah. Huh. Um, mm-hmm. before we wrap today, I really wanted to get into the plain food really quick. Because oh, of course, of course. I got to say, this is by far the worst plain food I've ever seen on a plane. I didn't eat it. <laughs> I took one bite. It was so bad, Ty. Like, it just, like, looked awful that I didn't even touch it. Wow. Okay, yeah, I got to learn more. Uh, what airline yeah. and what meal? <laughs> uh, Cathay Pacific. I got to say, there everything was, like... Tip, tip top. You know what I mean? Everything was perfect. Everything was like a 9 or a 10 out of 10. But the food flavor itself, awful Thai. Okay. On the way there, I had chicken quinoa. And mm. the quinoa tasted like it's been run over by the plane. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was like spread out onto the tarmac and then like scraped up and put back into the little tin can. Um, mm-hmm. It just tasted like literally like gasoline and then the piece of chicken that was in there looked like a little thumb it was so small it was crazy um and i'm trying to even remember what else i ate there because i kind of just portion control is important eric (laughs) yeah it is we we got lots of people to feed here um but i kind of just like blacked out i don't even remember what the other meals were but i i ate so much food in the lounge that i was lucky you know, what I mean, I didn't have to even eat the plain food. I just had like so much, so many noodles at the Sky Team Lounge. Thanks, thanks to Sky Team for being a sponsor. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's rough for everybody else. I'm glad you got to. Uh, you were you are a privileged one to not have to eat the thumb or the mm-hmm. uh, roadkill quinoa. Mm-hmm. The uh, I've only ever had good experiences with Cathay, Cathay Pacific food, so I'm disappointed to hear that. Did you get any firsthand witness reports on the, the taste or like the general consensus on the airplane? Were there complainers? <laughs> Were there people throwing it back at the steward? Mm-hmm. I should have used the like onboard messaging app to message other seats and being like, yo, rate the food real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a quick survey. Yeah. It's like, yo, this food's kind of bum. Yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you fill out my type I- form? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I made this quick Google form. Can you? Can I airdrop it to you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, that would have been a cool use of that technology. I'm. It would have so been. Anything, though? Did you got any other? Is this just... We just have to trust Eric here that it tasted like 
fingers. Well, the girl next to me also didn't eat her food, but it could just be a female trait to not touch the plain food, or it was also very, very bad. Um, so jury's still out on that one, but honestly, in my opinion, it was terrible. But I don't want to totally hmm. shit on them because they did bless me with an exit row just randomly. Hell yeah. They said, they said, hey, hey, big boy, <laughs> you you tall boy, come with me. <laughs> <laughs> like literally. Uh, and they said, like, do you want this exit scene? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. And I just like hmm. sprawled out for the whole whole flight, which was nice. Um and they also allow people to just like walk around and like stretch. <laughs> like like I've never seen like this many people stretch in my life. Like there's more people stretching on a flight to Asia than like in any gym I've ever been to. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Like I stretch on airplanes. <laughs> I yeah, don't stretch crazy. very often, but on an airplane, it just feels like the move. Oh yeah. It hits so nicely on the plane to do a nice little hamstring stretch in the middle of the um <laughs> in the middle of the galley. <laughs> mm-hmm. The mile high stretch. Yeah, absolutely. I find that surprising though, Ty, because you, you're almost small enough to stretch in your seat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, King. Um, these yeah, quads dude. are pretty thick and they need to move in 360 degrees to really be aired out. Mm-hmm. You're the, you're the kind of height where like you move the headrest up and out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so funny. You're so funny. Oh. Well, That's right. You're you're the type of height that you look like a goofy ah uh, guy in your seat, and you have to get two two seats side by side. Yeah, dude, I'm the goofy ah uh, dude drinking magnesium because I got restless legs because they're slammed against this person reclining the seat all the way back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> type of guy that can't get his tray table down. Yeah, <laughs> type, type of guy where the tray table is like like slicing my gut in half. Mm-hmm. It'll get you. That'll um, get you. I wanted to reflect on your eyewitness report that the woman next to you didn't eat her airline food because that contradicts what I understand to be a very gendered but true depiction of interest in airline food. Okay, hear me out. And mm. if you're in any group of people, you can ask people like airline food, and that group will split based off men and women. And the men always say they don't like it, and the women always say they do. All women like airline food, and all men don't. Do you uh, agree or disagree this right with this now. statement? Um, I disagree. I think that men are the type to eat anything. Like they eat more in general. Mm-hmm. Like they always need to have a meal. You know what I mean? It's harder for men to fast. So they will eat anything and they are less picky. Whereas like women, on the other hand, they might be more picky, but they're also com- more comfortable not eating in any situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, that's like a win to them. It's like, if I can get away with not eating a meal, I'm like actually proud of myself. <laughs> right, right. Whenever a woman's like, it's okay, I just won't eat. And then something in my brain breaks. But I think <laughs> you're thinking about um, a pre-girl dinner, like, <laughs> school of thought. Post-girl dinner school of thought is like, I want to have the frozen penne on the airplane. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The girl dinner really threw us all over a loop because it made us realize that women are just as lazy as us. And like now we're like, oh, we can actually get along now. <laughs> yeah. I think somebody could actually play into it if they offered simpler sandwiches. You know, sometimes a woman does like the stereotype is that like, don't ask a woman where they want to eat. So then why are you asking them like 30 questions about what their sandwich is going to be like? So like maybe there's like three simple girl dinner footlongs that are uh, tried and true. 
simple flavors, high high Dude, carb, high high protein. It's a turkey six inch, bro. Come on, we all know this. That's turkey the ultimate inch. girl dinner at Subway. Turkey six inch, light mayo, like mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. single time. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of cheese, maybe white maybe cheese, lettuce. Only. No other veggies. <laughs> maybe a, maybe pickles. Yeah, no stinky veggies, like no onion, no nothing too spicy. You know, kind of like the mm-hmm. default, the greatest hits of the default catalog. Yeah, you want the greatest hits. That's absolutely it, right? So mm-hmm. I think there's an opportunity to fast track that, get that uh, in more girls' hands, hungry girls' hands. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, one nice thing, though, about Cafe was they offered a cup of noodles and egg tarts upon request. Yes, dude. The Cafe Pacific noodles are mind-blowing. <laughs> I'm familiar with their noodle game. Nice. This is what I actually agree with because um, the food itself probably pretty dusty, but I'm, I can see people just opting out of the actual meal, like eating the ice cream, <laughs> but then mm-hmm. like getting the cup of noodles afterwards. Yeah, dude. And it's like a big cup. It's a cuppa. Mm-hmm. It's a it's foot a long cup. cup. That's right. Um, a bucket, if you will. <laughs> a bucket. Wow. Buckets on buckets um king i think it's time to wrap our episode it's been a pleasure talking to you thanks for hearing me out (laughs) on my Mm -hmm. takes and my opinions on asia yeah for sure and it was a pleasure to deliberate your drake tickets with you live on air please let the listeners know at the beginning of next episode where this nets out i'm sure you're gonna either pull the trigger or take a nap right after this episode Mm -hmm. they're still showing as in my cart, <laughs> which is extremely rare. I don't, I don't know how much I can trust that, but I'll have to, I guess, find someone and go with me, Ty, since you're out, you're out of town. So I can't get my co-host to do it for the content with me. I think you should just hit this one solo, Eric. <laughs> little, little sneaky link, you and Drizzy. Mm, true, true, true. Yeah. Or I could like meet someone outside the venue, you know, and just be like, do you want to sit next to me? Like I won't yeah, manage totally. it too much. Send send the um the bat signal out on x.com or maybe <laughs> the to the Kanye forum or something and try to find another solo hype beast to join you. Mm-hmm. The only thing more brand attracting than sitting in the balcony, row nine, is like asking somebody on social media if they want to buy one of the tickets off of you. <laughs> yeah, dude, because you just need some you're companionship. Also now, now you're announcing to the world, I have terrible seats and I can't afford them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or Fuck. worse you're looking for a friend social suicide facts okay, okay catch well, you best of website. luck to you we're all praying you. for you here at think fresh um th- ciao <laughs> see ya <laughs>